What's going on, episode, what, 27? <laughs> we'll try to redo on that one. Yeah, it's 27. Let's just call it 27. If not, we'll... Uh, no, it's episode 27. So, what's going on, Jeff? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Just doing the same old thing we always do. Working to pass time away until we can get around to doing this podcast where the real work happens. <laughs> Uh, hey, Corey, go ahead and play that that first video. Check this out, man. Hey, dude, dude now the see. First off, check this guy out, man. Jumps in the water with his fishing pole. <laughs> <laughs> I think the guy here in the back grabs his fishing pole as well. Like, yeah, he grabs a fishing pole too. <laughs> but anyway. Like, there is no – that happened up in Oregon on the Columbia River. Up okay. In, and not Oregon, but yeah, Oregon or Washington uh, on the Columbia River. And uh, I did some digging on this particular incident. And the guy in the green is a cop. Okay. And he uh, he sued uh, – he was suing the driver of the boat. And oh. the driver of the boat is Marlon Lee – Larson, that's his name. He's 75 years old. Um, it's a 31-foot bolt. Um, basically, uh, Mr. Marlin said that he didn't see him because he was sitting down. I didn't said, see you there. <laughs> <laughs> which is obvious because that thing made zero moves to try and avoid that boat. Do we know how many knots that thing was going? <laughs> no, but it was booking. <laughs> it was booking. Uh, anyway... Uh, so he said he should have been standing, uh, when he, uh, he was sitting down. It's his fault. Yeah. Well, check it. <laughs> it's obvious. The newspaper did make it a point to say that when he's on land, he rides a scooter around. So oh. he's a little invalid. Uh. <laughs> so <laughs> why he's driving a boat in the first place. But here's the best part about this whole story is, um, This one right here. Larson's son-in-law, who was also on the boat at the time, told investigators that he saw Larson using his cell phone while driving the boat. State law bans cell phone use for driving, but not necessarily boats. So no. the man's uh, son-in-law sold him down the river. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just straight up <laughs> told the cops dude was texting and boating. Oh, man. Well, okay, so... This was a targeted move, though. I mean, like you said that the guy was suing him, like, like you said it, like I he was suing him. him before. No, suing him after. All right, that's that's how I found the story. So you had me going. I was thinking, okay, so. <laughs> no, it wasn't a hit. Seventy-five-year-old <laughs> man said, "I don't no. take this mess." No, I'm just saying that's that's how I felt. It went viral, obviously, but yeah. that's how the that's how the New York Post came up with it. I just like how. Just straight and deliberate. That boat was yeah, coming it was, so it was hard. booking, man, and and luckily no one got hurt, uh, and there were no drugs or alcohol suspected in it. Yeah. Uh, however, I made the mistake of googling Marlin, uh, Marlin's name. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, he died in March. Oh really? Yep. Got sued in January and died in March. Oh, bless his heart. Yep. That's um. <laughs> that's a wild. <laughs> Oh, that's just man. the that's a, I mean that's like that's a big boat to be. I mean I know the Columbia River's big. That's a huge boat. It was going really fast. <laughs> like what were they him, doing? What was like? We're like we're going on a little boat oh, ride. Man. Maybe he was hungry. Hammered down. Maybe maybe <laughs> he was pinching one. <laughs> that's what that's kind of what I'm thinking, man. Like texting. You, know, you ever driven home like that? You know, <laughs> like you feel it coming on, and uh, maybe that's what was happening. I'd rather not relive those moments. No. But it got me out of a ticket one time. Yeah? Yeah, I got pulled over, and cop asked me where I was going. I said, man, I'm about to crap myself. <laughs> and he goes, been there, man. Just slow down. Yeah. Better dookie in your seat than a, <laughs> than a spot on the pavement. And then a spot I'm on like, that's valid. Yeah? But, yeah, he got me out of a ticket once. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's ever gotten me out of a ticket. <laughs> never done anything positive for me, honestly, <laughs> as far as I know. Oh, <laughs> uh, 
Anyway. So, no, that's that's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. You ever like, uh, you ever been in a boat that was going a little bit too fast for your comfort? No. And it's a little weird. I've I've been on a few. Uh, you know, nothing nothing like a race boat or anything, but definitely uh, been on the water going pretty fast before. It's a little unnerving, man. You don't feel right because. Like that boat, it's big, so it's it's in the water. But like, you take like a old Johnny's bass boat out. Mm-hmm. Well, the way it's going so fast is the fact that it's barely in the water. Right. Like that, you know, they've got it trimmed out so where it's it's barely in the water, hardly any resistance. It's yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, well, you <laughs> see those speed boats, man. They'll yeah. get lifted off the ground, and I mean, it's just, they just become a kayak. Yeah. Hey, play that second video because talking about boating accidents, I found this YouTube video. Yeah. Of people who uh, unsuccessfully docked <laughs> their boat. Uh, and if I ever drop my car into a river, that's going to be the ensemble <laughs> that I'm going to be sporting. I, like, I'm seriously considering retiring on the beach in the lake right now. Yeah. Just so I can stand around in that, in that get up. Yeah. Just to. <laughs> He's about to calve, man. Yeah, and then, here's the thing, man. There's he's nothing, got a swole belly. There's nothing. There's nothing. He looks like that. Uh, that Southern Comfort commercial. Remember that? <laughs> he looks like the guy that starts off Monday Night Raw. You know, the yeah. first match. The <laughs> Look at his shoe. Look what he's wearing, man. Oh, Dark man. socks with the mandals. And then the uh, mankini. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, man. The dude's got the dude has no tan line. No. So that is a regular look for that man. No, that's that's how he dresses on a pretty regular basis. Yeah. He that wasn't his first time to put that. That's the best part, man. You put your, your truck in the in the river and then you gotta wait around for the tow truck and Yeah. In the European cut. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, I don't think he was, like, the least bit, like, embarrassed or, like... No. <laughs> I don't think he was, like, self-conscious about it at all. I think he no, was... That's, uh, that's that's how that's how it was supposed to be. Like, I, I kind of want everybody to see <laughs> hey, You don't wear that unless you kind of want everybody to see it. He had to have shoes on, man. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's proud of that. So. so, is that something you've rocked? No. Yeah. Um... Wouldn't look cool on me. I got a little chicken legs, little hillbilly. We were legs. we were going to uh, Jamaica, and we went shopping. And I forgot what we were even looking for. I think I may have been looking either for some linen pants to wear to the fancy restaurants, or board shorts. And yeah. we came across a few of those, and I wasn't allowed to buy them. I was gonna try. Yeah. And I mean, dude, in Jamaica, man, there were a lot of dudes wearing them. I mean, it, it, I mean, I wouldn't have been the only one doing it. Might have been the biggest one doing it, but I wouldn't have been the only one. So, uh, our friends, the Sedas, uh, recommended a place for us to go. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And so we went. We tried it out. Little little Jamaican getaway for our honeymoon. By, by the way, the Sedas on this podcast are referred to as Roberto and his wife. <laughs> well, Roberto and his wife suggested this place. They said they liked it, so we went. We tried it out. And it was, it was, it was, it was one of the nicer, like quiet ones, you know, uh-huh. it was like, we really enjoyed it, but, uh, they had like this little, you know, go watch the sunset and you had to go to this certain beach to watch the sunset. Uh-huh. Well, it was the nude beach that you had to go to, to watch the sunset. And we had walked all the way over there and I was like, well, we'll watch the sunset. I guess there wasn't a lot of people out there. Were the hills out? <laughs> oh man. It's like, I don't know what it is about nude beaches that just make old people get excited because it was like. First guy I saw just this really old guy <laughs> just walking across the beach, and I just looked at Brittany. I was like, "Babe, don't, don't, don't turn around. <laughs> You're not ready to see this." <laughs> it was it was pretty scary looking. I was I was intimidated. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie, man. That guy is not right. Oh man, but yeah, it was yeah. It's a little creepy. Yeah, I think that was. Of course, we kept our clothes on. We broke the rules. I don't know if you're allowed to keep your clothes on. It's kind of a thing because they don't want people over there like spectating. I don't think. So, you've got mail. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, uh, well, I've just updated my virus protection, apparently. Oh, well, there you go. All right. There you go. You get those, like, crazy amount of phone calls, like people calling you and telling you, like, hey, uh, we were looking and your computer is under attack and we need to have you get access. Those? No, I, I don't ever answer the phone. Um, like, you pretty much got to either text me or send me a work email for me to reply to anything. Right. But, uh, but yeah, so, and that's why, you know, I'd always get calls and stuff, so I just quit answering it unless I recognize the number. But uh, the guy I work with, man, he gets, like, calls constantly. They're like, hey, you have a problem, you know, with your computer, you know, it's got all these problems, you know, we, we need access to it, you know, we can do this and we can fix these problems for you. And he's like, um, my computer's not even turned on, like, yeah. you know, and all stuff. So, anyways, Scammers. there's a lot of scams out there, though. It's kind of. Thank Facebook, man. Is that what is that who did that? Is that who did that to us? One of them. I mean, that, that that's I think. I think it's kind of. I mean, it goes on the conspiracy theory line, but they're all connected. And, yeah. And uh, essentially, they're just they're just moving your information between everybody. I always yeah. heard it was the pizza place. You know. You know the thing is, <laughs> Mazio's gets your phone number and then sells it. <laughs> and well, and that's and that's the thing is like, uh, you're not even supposed to answer the calls because yeah. once you answer it, then then they can hack into your phone like now if they're talking they're trying to scam you yeah but there are some that that they're just quiet I, i've gotten that, those. that yeah you'll answer and they'll hang up after a few seconds and supposedly they're trying to i don't know how true it is but uh yeah, yeah i get surveys you know and i get then i get people who want me to come down and uh have lunch and then sit through a timeshare uh spiel and then i can win a like an iPad or or something like that for doing it. It's just here's the here's the worst thing. I switched. I I, I had a work phone for um, a while because when I went to college, my parents got me like a a broken bow phone, so Pine telephone. Uh -huh. I you got signal in a couple spots in broken bow. Everywhere else, you were out of luck. So I ended up switching. Finally, I got an AT and T or a singular. Remember uh -huh. when it was singular? Got singular. But then I ended up switching to a work phone. Like my, when I was a salesman, they gave me a work phone, and I was like, well, I'll just use this. But then when I came off the road, I had to go get a phone, so I went through AT&T and Verizon, and at the time, AT&T was a little bit better probably, but everybody acted like Verizon was the way to go. So I got a Verizon phone, and they gave me a recycled phone number. You know what that means? That means that somebody else had this phone number, and they canceled their service, probably went with another provider, and I got their phone number somehow. Uh-huh. Okay. So if I call you and you have caller ID, and I'm going to blast this person's name out there because I get crazy <laughs> amounts of calls. Heather Nelson, if you're listening. Come on, Heather. Heather Nelson. People are always like, hey, Heather. And I'm like, this is not Heather Nelson. This is, she is not on the phone. And uh, anyways, I would get crazy calls for this Heather Nelson. One of the best ones I ever got, though, was somebody called and said, hey, Heather. It's like, this is not Heather's phone. Well, this is the number she gave me. This is her grandpa. And I was like, oh. <laughs> well, when it, was this? It was either her grandpa. It might have been an uncle. I can't. It's been a long time. This was early in the days because, like, she hadn't changed her number very long. Like, I must have got it, like, the next week or something. But anyways, because she hadn't even told her family, you know, her number changed. And I was like, look, man, I was like, I've got her phone number now for some reason. But I was like, could you do me a favor? Could you tell her to pay her bills? <laughs> I'm tired of getting bill collectors calling me, acting like I'm not paying my bills. And I'm also tired of her signing up for everything under the sun and using this phone number to, like, get free, you know, whatever. I'm like, do we? I felt a little dirty for doing that, but at the same time, I didn't. Oh, man. But, so. but check this. We, uh, we had a... Um, I bet she watches the podcast. I hope she watches it. Come on, Heather. <laughs> Come on, Heather. Watch podcast. Um, we we got a landline in our apartment when we first got married. Carly and I did, and uh, apparently our numbers were cycled too. Yeah. But the girl's name was uh, like Susan Walker or something Walker. Anyway, her last name was Walker. Yeah. So that's close. My poor dear wife. Every time someone will call, because she likes to divulge and talk would tell people well our last name's not our last name's walker but uh but this isn't her 
Like you just got to say no. You can't and, give them that little piece of information. When you say that, they're like, eh, yeah. okay, you know. Well, this guy I worked with, he was an odd guy. He was pretty odd. We've talked about him before. He was telling me one day, he's like, you ever get one of them, you know, like weird things? You know, people have them. It's just like a weird thing. He's like, I love it when I get a phone call from like one of these like scammers or from someone who's like trying to sell me something. He's like, because you can just be so free. You don't know this person. You don't know anything about them. You're never going to talk to them again. So I feel like I can just tell them anything. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, whoa, you about to get weird on me, man. <laughs> so, and he's going on. He's like, oh, no, it's not weird. It's nothing. It's just, you know, like everybody has these like little things that, that they get really excited about. He's like, and there's actually websites for it and everything. Like some people just want to watch a girl comb her hair or something like that. I was like, all right, you getting weird on me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> see, yeah, you, just, you just tried to convince me it wasn't weird by getting real weird. <laughs> so I don't buy it. Yeah, but, oh, man. No, I like getting text messages. But I got to thinking how bad would it be to call that guy, and he's like just loving it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they'll like take him off the list. Yeah, and I like getting text messages from random numbers. Yeah, because I do. Who this? <laughs> that's, what I, that's how I reply. I'm like, do I know you? I'm like, who this? Yeah. And I had one girl uh, text me for a long time because uh, she thought I was her boyfriend. Yeah. And I do. I kept getting text messages like, like, uh, um. I miss, I miss your body close to mine. That kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And I'm like, who this? <laughs> Quit playing games, you know. And I would answer, and they'd come back a couple weeks later, you know, like, like I hope you're happy, you know, with what's, you know, with the other woman. Who this? <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. the Heather Nelson deal, you know, at first, you know, like it was her number. It hadn't not been her number, you know. It'd been like a short time period between her losing it and me getting it. I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, I actually did get a few text messages, and I got one. It's like, where the party at? <laughs> <laughs> See, those would be So fun. I kind of did the same thing. I was like, who's this? And the text back, seriously, it said, this Larry. <laughs> I was like, hey, Larry. <laughs> this Jeff. I don't think you want to hang out with me, man. I think you're looking for a girl named Heather. <laughs> uh, you know they have websites now. And, where you... and anyways, he kind of got aggravated with me because he thought I was messing with him. I'm like, seriously, dude, I am a male. I am uh, not this girl, and you probably don't want to hang out. Uh, but I am going to a party. So. Should have told him there's a party at your house. Yeah. Game I was going dress. to a party. I should have invited him. Mm-hmm. A buddy of mine was, uh, I think they were going to watch a ball game or something. So well, I what I would have done is invite him to the apartment. <clears throat> and when he opened the door, I would have looked like that dude pulling his truck out of the river. <laughs> In a banana hammock just <laughs> yeah. hanging out. Wearing the mankini with the yeah. mandals. And oh, like, what's man. up, man? Yeah. You, Larry? <laughs> <laughs> I'd look way different than that yeah. guy did, though. Like, that guy was... <laughs> He had the he had the the rock and pot belly and the yeah. and the tucked squirrel. Yeah, so. The old Southern comfort look. Yeah, there. but yeah, he uh, that been funny. Like, oh man, Heather told me you'd be stopping by. <laughs> what up? How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, see if you did that, you'd make them real uncomfortable. Like I just look <laughs> creepy and weird, like a little skinny chicken leg dude in a speedo yeah. telling me what up. Yeah. That'd be funny. That would be funny though. Now you have social media, so like, yeah. Now, now you don't get it as often because, I mean, some because I always say who this, and then they, you know, most of the time they quit. I get a few of them. Uh, someone said, "Hey, I'm getting some money." I said, uh, "Get yeah. two. And I went, <laughs> I went. I said, "Don't be short this time." Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't get anything back yeah. from them. So get two of those. Yeah. But I do, man. They send me a text message, and and I usually spend about thirty minutes thinking about what I'm going to say, because I yeah, I kind of I want I hope I want them to you're carry like, a conversation. You're like that guy I worked with, man. You got like this freaky yeah. little fetish about yeah, it. Yeah, with like, text yeah. messages. Yeah, I'll text somebody all day and just like <laughs> string them along. You know what I mean? Catfishing folks. Out no, there. I was I was telling that girl who was looking for that that dude. I'm like, listen, girl. 
he ain't worth it. Ain't if worth you got to put this much work, then he doesn't know your worth. And I just keep rolling these like Dr. Phil he answers. Does, he does not value and you. And there's this poor girl, man. She's like, you're right. Oh, man. And I'm like, oh, man. You were probably more helpful than Dr. Phil would have been. I don't, I don't know if he's ever helped anybody. Oh, come on, man. Dr. Phil is. You think he's legitimate? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know much about him. He's kind of weird, weird sounding guy, so I don't listen to him much. Yeah. That I coming know. from me. You know? Well, I just catch it at the babysitters every now and then when I, and I did catch it when the Cash Me Outside girl was on it, like yeah. live. And I'm like, man, what is wrong with this girl? <laughs> you know, like this is where we've gone with Dr. <laughs> Dr. Phil, huh? Yeah, that girl, she has some issues. Yeah, yeah, they, man, of all those shows, the ones that my mom gets like hooked on now that she's at home more, uh, she watches those stinking judge shows, like Judge Joe Brown, Judge Judy. Yeah. I don't know. I think those are even worse. I knew a guy. You ever known anybody go on one of those shows? No. Dude, we knew a guy. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, man. His, his, him and his girlfriend had split up, and I guess there was like some, uh, I don't know, some furniture or something that had come into question, and she calls him up. She said, are you okay with going on Judge Judy? And he was like, yeah, I guess so. So, man, we had been down at Durant. We had we'd hung out all night. And, like, we get up the next day, and, like, we turn on TV, and sure enough, there he is on Judge Judy. Did they fly him out there? Yeah, How like – How that work? I don't, I don't remember many say? of the details. The Judge Judy stuff, I don't know. You might get paid a little bit. I don't know. Like, I don't know if they put you up. I really don't know how it works. But, like, her judgment is, like, technically final, even though, like, yeah. it's never based on the law. It's, like, kind of opinionated whatever gets ratings, you know. Uh -huh. like, she just, like, gets sassy with them. But, uh, but yeah, man, he was on there. It was funny, too, man. Like, we were like, dang. <laughs> so, just Judy was did kind he, of being harsh on him. Did he? Did he? Was she? <laughs> yeah, did he win or lose? I don't even remember, man. I wasn't worried about who wins or loses on that. I just want to hear what Judge Judy says when she roasts this cat. Did he, you know, that, and that's the thing, man. I would go. We, we need to create a fake case. Just go. And go on there. <laughs> just go get wild on yeah, Judge just, Judy. Just see yeah. what see what happens. You know what I mean? Oh man, he owe me hundred dollar. <laughs> <laughs> this guy owes me money. He's been see? using my image on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> see, we went fifty fifty on this crawfish. <laughs> yeah, this crawfish. Anyway, oh man, but yeah, that mom watches mom watches those awful judges. So that's, I guess everybody's if you're gonna be home during the day, I guess you got to watch something. Better than Ellen. Is she not funny? I thought she was funny. She's funny, man. I do the dancing just gets on my nerves. Like it's kind of it's getting hokey and a little bit like mm -hmm. doing too much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she finds cool YouTube stuff though, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. Um, I mean, from a she I finds mean, interesting people, I guess, and brings them on. Yeah, that's her yeah. Story. I don't know. But she's. I mean, well, yeah. I'm not at home during those times of I mean, day, so gets, I don't know. Well, like I said, I catch them during. Uh, Picking up the kids, yeah. that kind of stuff. So the babysitter's always watching that. The that king will channel. always be Jerry. Uh, Jerry. I don't know, man. <laughs> Jerry was great, but I like Maury, too. Yeah. They, we used to come – okay, so senior year high school, you know, you could uh, – if you were taking, like, college courses out at the Votech or whatever, uh -huh. uh, you could, you know, get an hour or two of your block scheduling off. So I had, like, an hour and a half lunch break every day. Um and just go home, like, rock a sandwich in the Jerry Springer show, man. <laughs> we used to just pile up at my house. There was, like, three or four of us that would all just go and watch Jerry every day, man. Just didn't they come out and, like, didn't they come out and, like, say that it was all fake? Oh, yeah, it yeah. It was super staged. I knew uh, several people actually on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you hanging out with, man? Man, people need money sometimes. Are and, they uh, actors or are they just like, hey, we need a real hillbilly to come here and make up a story? Here's the thing. I didn't know them, like, close. It wasn't like they were, like, close friends. One of them, um, the girl had gone to high school with us, but she had moved to, like, Arkansas or something. But anyways, they get on there, and they're talking about this love triangle they're in and how they'd met at Phil's World Class Honky Tonk, which is pretty famous if you're from southeast Oklahoma. It was a straight out of Roadhouse, the movie, you know, like, uh -huh. feels world class. And uh, anyway, so, and then, what's funny about it also is everybody from McCurtain County that was ever on the show always references their, like, drama started at feels world class honky-tonk. So, anyway, so there was one girl that she was in a love triangle, but 
one of the best though was one of our friends his he was like my cousin's gonna be on there man he's like Keisha's gonna be on there and like they basically tell you like the crazier things you do the more money you make so it's like it like they had like like the old like New Orleans Saints like you know if you if you hurt a guy you yeah. get money you know yeah. uh so you know they're like look if you get in a fight or if you you know if you get the crowd's attention or whatever you get something going on like that's 50 bucks this is 50 bucks you know just anything you do that makes the crowd like go crazy this girl came out and just turns around drops trowel and just moons the whole audience <laughs> first trowel the out girl that you know well, well, she's a little bit older than me, but it was my, my friend's cousin. Yeah, she just moons the whole crowd, and we're just like, what? <laughs> so, yeah. oh, man, that's how our spring break started in 1999. Well, I was watching we, uh, Jerry Springer and seeing our friend's cousin on there. I went on a recruiting trip, too. That was also my first crawfish boil, by the way. What was it? Yeah, we, we stopped on the way to South Padre at a friend's house, had a crawfish boil. And then the next morning, we were going to get up and drive the rest of the way to South Padre. Uh, midnight, we're just like, let's just get down there. A bunch of college kids, man, drove all night long. We showed up. We were dead. That's but a long drive. Easy. Yeah, but I bet it was an easier drive. I don't know, man. We were dead. It was tough. Yeah, it was traffic tough. Was, we had one friend who drove the whole way by himself in a car. We called him the snowman. <laughs> cause he How was, far drive is that? Uh I don't know, man, because we were coming from, um, I think. It's like 15 hours. That year we may have been coming from Stillwater, but, like, we went a roundabout way because the crawfish boil was in, like, Longview, Texas. Yeah. We went from, like, Stillwater, Longview, Texas, then to South Padre. So we went the roundabout way. Yeah. And then, of course, that's, I mean, you're stretching the whole state of Texas. I mean, that's that's a long way. Yeah, it's probably, I mean, I think if you went straight shot from here, it's 15 hours. Because yeah. it's six hours to Austin, another two hours to San Because Stillwater's not far from being, like, you know, the same, uh, you know, north as, uh, like, the panhandle of Texas. So, like, right. we started that far north. Right. That's down. what I'm saying. That's a long way. I think it's six hours from, I, I think it's six hours from San Antonio, and then San Antonio's a good eight hours from here. Yeah. And then you're looking at another, you know, ten hours. Yeah, and uh, we actually, uh, our little condo we rented, basically what we would do is we would rent like a three-bedroom condo and load up like 15 to 20 people in it, just people yeah. sleeping on floors and whatever else. Uh, the dudes next to us, though, from Minnesota one year, they like drove all the way from Minnesota to go to South Padre. Wow. Like, you spent your spring break driving, man. Like, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's no lie. That's, that's dedicated to come to this long, skinny strip of an island that yeah, didn't have anything that. going on. Dude, I go to the bayou, man. Yeah. See that dude in his mankini. <laughs> <laughs> you like to party? <laughs> I like to party. So <laughs> trucking it up in the river. Uh, we got a we got a Chevy Silverado. That's what he said. He's like, <laughs> so one night I wake up in a mankini in my truck in the river. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. No, uh, that's why. Yeah. Anything you wear, just know that you know that could be the day you're on the news. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. So rock the mankini if you're proud of it. I'm hoping you're rocking the uh, the pearl snap. Yeah, that was pretty nice. pearl snap. So where are we going next with this thing, man? You got another video? Yeah, we can. What um, we got? We kind of yeah. got off on a tangent there. Yeah, I know. Hey, show that uh, that basketball video since we're in the middle of the playoffs. Look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> is that a sound effect or is that his sneakers, no, that's, man? That's his <laughs> Please tell me that's his sneakers. That, that's his play it again. That's he his, sound like a semi truck locking the brakes up on the interstate. Exactly. That's his sneakers, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, play it again. That. <laughs> <laughs> Lean way back. Good. I mean, dude, do it one more time, cause you can see when his head is like, I need to stop, and his feet are a good. He thinks he's still in the play right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. His feet didn't get the memo, man. His feet were two seconds late. His head said stop, and his feet said, oh, wait, what? Oh, man. I so, love the girl in the background of the video laughing, right. man. Used to be his girlfriend. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, that was man. a good move, man. Yeah. You ever seen anything like that on the court? Because, you know, Harden did that this year. He, like, Harden, just yeah, shook mean, a dude straight out of his sneakers. Yeah, that's the one where he, he sat there and looked at him looked and, like, shaked him. his head a little bit, like, yeah, and then shot it. it. Yeah. You got to make that shot. Oh, yeah. 
Oh yeah. There's, I mean, that's that, yeah. that. I mean, that's legendary move for the biggest dud. Yeah. Because I mean, I mean, and the thing is, is a lot of these guys, like that one right there, it was a good move, mm-hmm. but the guy did slip. Yeah. You know. Now the tire, the tire squealing was pretty funny. <laughs> But Harden, when he juked that guy, like hands down, that was just a good like that guy's ankles just buckled. Yeah. He did he, he like Harden moved and that man's feet did not know what to do now. Oh yeah, dude, he was doing the curly shuffle, yeah. man. He didn't know yeah. what was going like, on. It wasn't like you know because some of the some of the times when these guys do it, the guy's foot slips or he trips over someone's foot, you know, because he's yeah. you know, so it's kind of understandable why he fell, you know. But like that one straight up. Dude got wobbly knees yeah. just just because of the move. There's there's a lot of exciting things that can happen in a basketball game, but that's the most exciting thing that because I've seen some pretty nasty dunks. I've seen guys get dunked on pretty hard and look pretty ridiculous, but for some reason there's just the especially that, that one see, in particular. <laughs> to me, that's the second best. Yeah. The, to me, nothing beats in a basketball game seeing someone's stuff swatted into the second row. Yeah. I, I we. <laughs> or like Barkley. Do you remember Barkley used to just jump up, grab it in the air, and then just come down with yeah. it? He just snatched yeah. it. And then, you know, and then the cool thing, like Jordan would 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 pin it against the backboard. Yeah. You know? Yeah. LeBron likes to do the chase down block against the backboard. Yeah. He's, he's put some nasty ones out there. But uh, we were in college, and our student section was on the on – the, uh, on the floor, and we would, I mean, we would talk trash to everybody. I mean, we, I mean, we were just rowdy. I mean, we just enjoyed just talking trash to the other team. We do our team, our basketball team wasn't that great the first couple of years, and we'd be losing by thirty, and we're still out there talking trash about these guys. We used to do the same so, thing. <laughs> anyway, had this chump on our team named Michael Bell. Everybody hated Michael Bell. <laughs> Right, dude. Out. Everyone hated him. You just called him out on those popular podcasts <laughs> in exactly. the nation. Exactly. That's how much we hate him. Oh man, we still hate him. Yeah. Anyway, everyone hated Michael Bell, and he was terrible at basketball. But somehow, he always ended up on the team. Like Justin Bieber, bad at basketball. Yeah, I mean, he was just <laughs> terrible. Anyway, we're talking trash to this one dude, and this dude's like six nine. Just, I mean, just looks like a basketball player. Stupid good athlete. And stupid bet, man. We're talking trash to him all night. And he's John with us, and, and and it's it's more fun than than malicious. Like yeah. you know what I mean. Uh, we're all having fun with him, and we had this dude named Pimo. Uh, his name, his real name was Preston, some, but we called him Pimo, and he was hilarious. Uh, and him and this dude, uh, particularly, were Jack John. And uh, anyway, Michael Bell uh, drives the lane. And lays up this weak layup, and our you gotta understand that the way the arena was is you had a lower deck and an upper deck. This particular game, the upper deck wasn't as full as it usually is. <laughs> Michael Bell laid up this weak floater, and this dude swatted it into <laughs> the empty seats of the upper deck. Here's how awkward it was. We had to wait for somebody on yeah, the other side yeah. of the gym to run somebody all to go get the ball all the way around to get the ball. Oh man! And he can, and he, there was enough time for that guy to come over, right? Uh, and he came over to talk trash to Mule because he just he just that's hands down the worst block I've ever seen. Oh, he comes man. over to talk trash to us, particularly Pimo. Do the whole student section just starts doing this. <laughs> Just, <laughs> like, cheering for him. Like, we give him a standing oh, ovation man. and all that. And he just bows. I mean, that's how bad this block was. Oh, like, man. our own student section was cheering for him because it was funny. Yeah. See, basketball, that's what makes it so fun. Like, you can just see the most humiliating things. You know, we talked about it, you know, before with football, you know, and the big hits and decleating people and stuff like that. But, you know, basketball, there's just so many elements of things you can do to humiliate the other guy. And it's – Oh, yeah. It's pretty special. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, no, that that video is very special, and the, the slow mo on that one is perfect. Just yeah. Absolutely perfect, man. Because he's just, at one point he's just got this perfect arch before mm-hmm. he like kind of crumples. Yeah, he's he. I mean, he would have hit a limbo <laughs> bar perfectly, <laughs> for sure. Oh, but man. then the sound effects, because it does sound like you said. Yeah. It sounds, sounds like an eighteen wheeler coming to a stop. Sounds like a lock up on the interstate, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it was pretty good. Oh, that's good stuff. Well, what else been happening around you? Nothing, man. Forward? Nothing. Yeah. 
had a little, had to do a little venting today at work. Been getting, uh, been working pretty hard on my profession, you know, trying to get, trying to get to the the place I want to be. Uh, getting licensed is a pretty big, uh, pretty big deal for me, and I've, I've been working on it. And the stress is kind of setting in because I'm kind of in the home stretch. Uh -huh. But the biggest part of the home stretch is I got to pass an exam. So preparing for this exam is like pretty intense. And it's kind of hard to do with, you know, got got a new family and all that stuff, getting used to that too. Anyways, one of the things about... And an up-and-coming podcast. Yeah, and an up-and-coming podcast that will someday fund all these adventures. <laughs> so, but yeah, so uh had to do a little venting though, man. You know, kind of got to where uh, because I was trying to like, you know, learn as much as possible, do as much as possible, you know, I kind of started getting relied on for a lot of, uh, a lot of things, you know, people and people were, uh, kind of using me as their guy, you know? Uh -huh. So I was kind of getting all the jobs that other people either won't do or couldn't do. Yep. The catch all. And when I told people, and when I told them about that in my, my interview, uh, our project manager said, um, well, you know, you kind of created this monster because we can rely on you. Now I'm sure that sounded good in his head. Uh, but was, when it I came was, out I'm, of his mouth, that is the exact wrong thing I'm you sure, want to tell someone. I'm sure he thought it was a compliment. Yeah. Yeah, so so not only am I in a situation that is uh, not a situation I want to be in, but you're telling me it's my fault. So uh, I really appreciate that. So I didn't get to vent to him. You know, I know better than to do that. I appreciate all the people I work with. I actually work in a, at a great company, and everything I do um, there, you know, they appreciate, and they show me they appreciate it, but... You know, just the job strain, man, it just gets to you sometimes, especially when you've kind of been the guy for a little while who does a lot of the cleanup work and yeah. and gets a lot of that. And, uh, yeah, man, kind of had to kind of had to let off a little steam, you know. You know, that's one thing I've learned in corporate America, man, Yeah, is is they'll dangle the carrot. Oh, yeah. And that carrot's been dangling for about five years now. And they'll dump it all on you. Yeah. Uh, but in reality, if you really look at it, you're, you are putting in the work to make the guy above you look good. I know it's cliche, yeah. but in reality, the guy above you is the one who's going to get promoted. Yeah. Right now there are times and fortunately I'm in that situation now. I wasn't always, but I'm in a situation now where the guys above me are good stand-up dudes. So mm -hmm. you don't mind making them look good, you know, working hard and, and making them look good because, you know, it's reciprocated and all that. But, I mean, eventually you get to the point where you come to realization, like, your chain, there's some dude up there that's not worth it that mm -hmm. basically going to ride you up to the top and, and then, you know, so. Yeah, well, the thing about us is, like, nobody's riding their way to the top based on what I'm doing. But a lot of people their job's a lot easier because I'm doing the facilitating for them. Right. Like, they're not having to put as much effort into certain areas of their job. And a lot of people have just gotten, like, real comfortable and real relaxed of, like, you know, I don't complain. And one thing that we do real bad at our office, and I, I do think this is negative, is we cater to people's personalities sometimes. So if someone has the personality of not being in a go-getter go mm -hmm. or if someone has the personality of being a little obstinate about jobs and, you know, like, hey, you know, like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm, you know, you're going to find somebody else to do that. Well, instead of even asking those people, it's easier just to come ask me first. And they don't ever yeah. spread it around. So, yeah, man, it just, just get, got a little stressful and, you know, didn't blow up. But I might have typed out a pretty long text that I, I didn't hit send on but i sure did copy and paste it and save it because i'm like all right i feel like i got everything off my chest i needed to that way if i do need to bring this stuff up i can bring it up but i did end up talking to a guy that i work with who he's actually the only one who's like not really done me this way i told him i was like here's the thing about you that makes you good and i hope everybody listening listens to this because this is important when you're dealing with people in life i was like first of all you're consistent I know what to expect every time I deal with you. You don't, you don't throw these inconsistencies at me. Uh -huh. Second of all, you're considerate. Whenever you need me to do something, no matter how bad it is or what it is, you sit down with me and you and me come up with a plan to get that done. I was like, that's pretty awesome because I've been getting grabbed by my collar for five years. And that's the worst way to get a bad job is when someone just grabs you and is like, I need you right now. And then... You know, I'm going out here, I'm doing all this, you know, work that nobody else wants to do or can do. And, like, it was so easy for you just to grab me and sling me out the door. Like, 
what are you doing right now? Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe their life is stressful. Maybe their job is stressful. I'm not going to assume it's not. In fact, I probably don't want their job. You know, it's probably more stressful than mine. But it's just that's not a good way to go about doing it. You need to the way you go about business and dealing with people is you want to be consistent. That way they know what to expect when they deal with you. And you want to be considerate. That way they know that when you deal with them, you're considering their, you know, what they're going to be doing and what you're going to be doing. And I feel like there's, you know, not a lot of people doing that. Like I said, I've <laughs> been feeling like I've been getting grabbed by the collar. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's just. But what do you do, you know? Because I'm sure that's a problem that a lot of people have. Probably a lot of our listeners have found themselves in a situation where, you know, they think that, hey, you know, like, it ain't that I hate my job. And it's not that I, you know, don't appreciate the people I work with, but for some reason I have taken on the role as that guy at work that people are just grabbing and dumping all the mess on. Yeah, I know a couple people who that's that's kind of happened to them. Yeah. And they've they've had to threaten to quit before see, anything changed. And see, I I don't really want to do that because like I. First of all, if you threaten to quit, you you got to yeah, be willing yeah, to back you, that you, thread no, up. I'm with you. you I'm know? with you. No, you're right. And, and, and like, and there's it. other opportunities out there, but the opportunities, I wouldn't say they're they're better. It would just be, you know, I guess I could say, well, I'll show you. But no, I don't want to do that. I really feel like I work for the kind of people who would listen to me. One of the problems that I find uh, with the company I work in, and I, and probably a lot of people run into this too, is everybody that works there is well established in their position. So I think it makes it worse that when you look around, it doesn't look like there's any opportunities for advancement. Yeah. And, you know, I keep telling people, I'm like, look, if you guys wait around till I'm licensed to, like, try to do something with me, you're too late. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm doing all this on my own, on my own time. And, um, you know, once I get licensed, you know, I'm not going to be your, your employee that's helping the company make a lot of money. I'm going to be your competition, you know. And so, yeah, coming real. Hey. What do they say with emails? <laughs> Angry emails? Well, no, I would never you're supposed to. That. You're supposed to save it. No, I just, then, uh, I just put it, it on then. wax on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you're in my realm now. <laughs> there you go. Therapy session. Yeah. yeah. But, hey, man, let's change the subject, man, because I don't know. I go, through, I go through phases in music, right? All right. Like I just – I'll just – someone will remind me. I don't yeah. know. Someone, will, someone on Facebook will, will talk about – a song or something like that. And anyway, someone did something and I got an R Kelly kick. Right. There you go. And, uh, anyway, go ahead, go ahead and play that song. This song's called contagious. Uh, it's got Ron Isley and I could, uh, I could see R Kelly having that problem. <laughs> but listen to him. No, no, I don't think so. Yeah. They're they're conversing in song. You mistaken? <laughs> Can't you see two men are talking? There's that's a that's a girl who. Now listen, he's singing. He's singing this last line. R. Kelly is the worst. Oh, oh. but the, but there's no denying the man's talented. That's that's Ron Isley and and I don't know who the girl is, but I mean R. Kelly, and they're basically having a conversation, yeah. right? And she In interrupts, song. and he tells he sings to her, "You're interrupting exactly. and men are talking." Yeah, can't you see two men are talking? Uh, sounds, no, but he, it sounds like a domestic. Is I what can't. it sounds like <laughs> to me. But check it. Check can't it, wait check. to see the first time you sing that to your wife, and <laughs> she sings the sweet chin music <laughs> on you. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, man. They're conversing in song, and yeah. it sounds natural. Yeah. Like, it sounds like that's how they always talk. Yeah. Like, would you like some pancakes for breakfast? <laughs> have, well, have you ever hung out with R. Kelly? How no. do you know he doesn't do that? <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying, man. And, you know, but and the thing is, is anytime you bring he up. He got a lot of odd hobbies is what I'm saying. And that's, that's, and that's, that's <laughs> kinda, my, that's my. Kind of notorious for his odd choice of hobbies. That's my point, man. That's, that's, and that's, that's kind of. break a change of clothes. <laughs> <laughs> but my, my, that's my question, man, is like, and that's kind of what I'm thinking. I want your opinion on it. Yeah. Like, extremely talented, right? Look, I think anything that's 
slightly on the weird side is fantastic, you know? So, like, two dudes having a hilarious conversation in song is right up my alley. Right. right? Like, you're, dude, it's, no, it's, you're it's, barking up the right tree if dude. you bring that stuff to me. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, man. But so my thing is, is like, why, why, why do the weird stuff? I mean, do you think he, you think, because they're saying, you know, there's a lot of stuff going there. There's a, I don't know, do you watch Smallville? Smallville? Yeah, the Superman show back on CW back in the day. No, man. Anyway, there was there. I don't they, really watch the CW. Neither do I. Neither yeah. do I. I, I. I never watched it. I didn't know who it was. It's just, I was. Here's my, here's my experience with Smallville. My wife, when we were, uh, First, you know, kind of hanging Brittany, out or whatever. Your wife looks like a Smallville girl. Dude, she owned every season on DVD. Of Smallville. And it was about Superman, so I put it on. And I got through, like, a couple episodes, and then I started asking her questions. I was like, hey, man, when's Superman fly? Because, like, that's kind of my thing. Superman, I like yeah. him to fly. And she was like, oh, he doesn't fly to, like, the last episode in the last season and, like, it's only for, like, a split second. I was like, well, I'm not going to waste my time with yeah. a Superman that can't fly. So, anyway, I never watched it, man. I never could. It was, the few episodes I watched, it looked like a teen like soap opera. Anyways. It is. It's Dawson Creek for Superman is essentially what it was. Dawson Creek. Dude, I had a buddy in high school, man. I bet you watched Dawson Creek, no, didn't you? No. Don't lie. Nope. <laughs> nope. I'm at home watching Jerry Springer screaming at Jerry. Check this out. The Dawson Creek when, when old Pacey. So you did watch it. No. <laughs> I wasn't got him. I wasn't allowed to watch it. That's what I'm saying. I wasn't was allowed to watch it because there's a big too rambunctious for the Walker character. There was a big there was a big deal about Pacey and his teacher. Uh, you know what I mean? Like an inappropriate relationship. inappropriate relationship between Pacey and his teacher. Mm. And so it's like, yeah, y'all aren't watching that. But my, my my one of my buddies in high school watched it. Now he was and and part of me thinks part of me thinks he really enjoyed it. He kept saying he watched it because girls liked it and it helped him talk to girls and all that. And he was a ladies' man. This dude had every lady loved this guy. Yeah. He was the worst football player ever and yeah. had the biggest, we called him Neanderthal because he had the biggest forehead I've ever seen. <laughs> but the ladies dug this dude. Hey. And so and he watched. Dawson's Creek, but he watched. He was a huge fan of Smallville, so mm. I would catch it every now and then. Anyway, just if you if you just been in the news a little bit, uh, you had a uh, uh, one of the the Chloe girl. You may ask your wife about her. Anyway, she got arrested for child pedophile ring trafficking. That's like yeah, that's pretty wild. That's that's not yeah trafficking. Oh. Like, mm -hmm. how do you get into that? How do you go from oh, being on okay. a terrible TV show to all of a sudden? But it, and here's my thing. That's my thing. My thing is, is like, <laughs> is she not talented? Because because what what they were saying is is reading the article is essentially that some of these people in Hollywood are there because they do this stuff. Mm. Does that make sense? No, but you know, continue. <laughs> no, but but the point is, is she's a she's a talentless hack as far as actress. If it was based on talent, we would never know who she was. Yeah. But because she was willing to do these things, she has like a knack for like child trafficking. So well, but she, she was. Yeah, it's still which, not adding up. I'm just but I'm saying. just saying she was willing to do it, and as a reward, she was she was awarded roles because you know Weinstein. Which which conspiracy website have you been on? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Well, there's there's people in Hollywood talking about it. I mean, Corey Feldman was trying to dime out a yeah. bunch of people for running a pedophile. Corey, Feldman's, Corey Feldman has been fighting this fight for years. And as crazy as he sounds, it's all but starting it's all, to come to it's fruition coming now. To fruition. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and that's the point. The point is, is there are a lot of talentless people who are making it big because they're willing to do these things. You know yeah. what I mean? R. Kelly supposedly may be tied up in it, they're saying. Well, that would make sense. Which, you know, obviously... You know, but the point is, is like, why does R. Kelly need to do it? Like, to stay on top. Yeah. Because talent-wise, he can make it. Because billionaires are crazy, and they get bored. And if you're going to be part of their circles. Well, and that's the point. How many R. Kelly's out there? Think about these people who only eat endangered species. <laughs> There's, like, some weird rich people yeah. out there. No, you're right. You but know? that's the thing is, like, you know, you get, but how many R. Kelly's are out there that haven't made the break because they're not willing to do this stuff? Does that uh -huh. make sense? I don't know. So, that's pretty wild. I did not expect to go that direction <laughs> with R. Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
But then, then, you know, I was just thinking, like, man, if, if you know, because they're saying they're they're saying a lot of these people now, you know, like Kevin Spacey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's a talented actor. Yeah. You know, he doesn't need to to do anything like that. I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So money, power, and corruption, they tend to No, I, go I, I agree hand. with you. I'll always say that. Just looking for your opinion, what your thoughts are on it, because it's a uh, – well, it just, just when I thought that I couldn't dislike the CW anymore, you just gave me a, another big reason to, <laughs> to dislike the so CW. You're not, so you're not a so fan I, of the flashes it. and all that? I'm not going to lie. I watch the flash, but I don't watch it on CW. I watch it on Netflix. <laughs> so that's my loophole. <laughs> <laughs> I can still say I don't technically watch the CW. No Green Arrow or anything like that? No, see, Supergirl. I can't do that one. That, those are all like... Green Arrow's corny. I think the only reason I can do the flash is because uh, I think the villains are a little bit cooler. A little bit better, so. But if it's DC, it's terrible. Yeah, I mean, it kind of has been the way. I will say though, I am part of that oh. like small demographic that actually didn't hate the Justice League movie. I'm not gonna say it's the best movie ever, but I didn't hate oh, it. Gross. Yeah, I. <laughs> I knew they get of, a hey, response out of you, Corey. Did you actually watch it? Yeah, I did. I did. Speaking of that, yeah. Have you seen the Venom trailer? Yeah, it's probably gonna be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, those trailers are awful, man. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're terrible. I haven't seen the trailers. I just saw that Tom Hardy's going to be in it. So you didn't like, see the trailer? Because huh. they 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 showed Venom. Oh yeah. And she looked like a symbiote or whatever they yeah, call. Yeah, he looks good. <laughs> like it looks cool. Corey's like shaking his head over no. there, like it's garbage. Well, like it lo- in the, in the first trailer, you couldn't even tell it was a Venom movie. Yeah. Like I thought it was a fan made trailer. That's how poorly done it was. <laughs> and the second one is not any better. All they really did was add a couple of the special effects that are going to be in the movie, and then him transitioning into Venom at the very end. Yeah, but that, it, dude, that's all you. That's all you need. But even even the special effects for whenever he transitions into Venom are like subpar. Yeah, like extremely the, dude, subpar. It's not about that. It's about what is Venom going to look like, and it looked cool. Like Tom Hardy's head, and then Venom's mouth does this. Yeah, and then it then it closes around and. and What's he like? I ain't Venom. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> it's, it's I hope pretty, he didn't say it just like that. It was, it was close. It sounded like that dude from Lord of the Rings. Anything's better Crash. than Spider-Man Three Venom. So. Well, that's and I think that's what it. You know, people were kind of worried about, but yeah. Um, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'll have to go see it. Infinity, so, yeah. Infinity Stone, and that's why I think DC should just keep putting out movies because yeah. people, regardless how bad they are, people are gonna go watch them regardless. Yeah. Now they may not they may not go watch it four times like you know Avengers or Star Wars or anything like that where you you know you got people buying like the entire weekend to just watch it yeah. twenty times, but you're still gonna sell it to everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean they greenlit a uh, Suicide Squad too, and that movie was might be the worst movie I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, that was that was. I didn't a even finish movie. that. I didn't even finish that one because like somewhere between like the. I guess like the I don't know it wasn't midway through it's just a little past midway when they first like are going to you, what looks like fight the like big battle you know it's uh, always looming over. Um, I realized I had no clue what was going on and or anything about it because I was like this story is just it's all over. It the place. was all over. It was real place. patchy. Yeah. Well, they had to they had to reshoot like a healthy percentage of it, yeah. like something like sixty percent. It was ridiculous. Well, and they left a lot of Joker supposedly left a lot of Joker stuff on the cutting room floor, yeah. which the director regrets. He mm-hmm. wishes he would have actually cut more stuff out and left more Joker stuff in. Yeah. Did you think Jared Leto was a good Joker? He's weird. Yeah. He's kind of. It, 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 Joker's going to be hard to play, man. Yeah, the bar's been set pretty high. Yeah. I didn't really care for hipster Joker. I'm not going to lie. You know. But you like, can't. You can't make it. I mean, Jack Nicholson did a good job. Heath Ledger did a just incredible job. Yeah. And so you can't. You can't even be like. Try and be the Heath Ledger. Joker well, I think you. I think you either have to be like the, um, Roman, the insanely goofy, yeah, like that, that guy from the, Romeo. the old, yeah, the guy from the had the mustache and yeah. they just painted over it, and then you know, of course, like Mark Hamill, you know, like the animated series, you know, doing it that way, where Joker's just like this kind of zany, like crackpot kind of crazy guy. Which um, I think that's. Or you got to make him, or you got to make him like kind of a, you know, he's just off, like. Something triggered him, and his motivation is is different. But like with Leto and them, I think when you try to make Joker, I think when you're trying to make him cool, tattoos I think across he, his face, yeah, I like think 
like a punk rocker. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't know if I'm into like hipster joker. <laughs> emo, I, emo joker. Yeah, so uh come you over know, here and cry. Yeah, like his just you know, like yeah, I like the Heath Ledger and then uh, of course I like the you know, Mark Hamill. That's Mark Hamill's a great joker. Yeah, I like that. You know that animated series, like it really it, it did everything for DC because uh from that came the Superman series, which a lot of people probably didn't watch it, but that spawned, you know, basically the Justice League series, you know, that came on Cartoon Network. And uh, if you're if you're a comic book guy, I mean, those are actually pretty good, in my opinion. Yeah, no, they're good. I stuff. like them. I, I like them. Watched them all the way through high school, man. Watched a lot of cartoons in college, Josh. While you were watching Dawson's Creek, I was. <laughs> I was I was watching Justice League, Samurai Jack, and. Uh, Samurai the, Jack was awesome. The Brack Show and a little bit of Aqua Teen Hunger yeah, Force. Space Ghost, Coast yeah. to Coast. Space Ghost, Coast to Coast. Yeah, that was good. I will say, I was looking around at uh, the Samurai Jack series. It's a little expensive to buy, but I've kind of told Brittany, I was like, at some point, I'm probably going to buy it, like even if it doesn't go down. We, uh, but that, that show was my jam. I watched two shows in, or two channels in college. Yeah. Whatever Maury came on in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, dude, there's nothing better. What did, did he, he do? Was he the? He's, he's not the, the not your father guy, is yeah, he? Yeah, he is. All the right. Birth, the the paternity test. Yeah. And there's nothing better than seeing either uh, an obnoxious woman or an obnoxious dude get told the exact opposite of what they want to tell. Well, the worst and best at the same time is when the dude does the not the father dance. Yeah. Like anytime I'm real excited, I always tell Brittany, "I'm about to do the not the father dance." <laughs> <laughs> It resembles kind of like the dance from Dumb and Dumber that they do when they get those suits and they're really excited. <laughs> <laughs> that's the not the father dance, man. It, yeah, goodness gracious. But that's the thing, man. And then, Poor kid, gotta gotta watch. That. I know, man. He's gotta watch watch what who he thought was his daddy do it, and then yeah. mom runs through the parking lot. You well, know. and I bet it's just like uh, I bet it's just like Jerry. I, I yeah, would I'm sure it's, it's, it's all, it's made all up, but man. it's still in, enjoyable. And then yeah. BET. Most of most of our reality is not reality anymore. Yeah. If you're watching reality on TV, you do not understand reality. Yeah, it's Maury and BET, which kind of explains the. Did you ever watch Kelly. Spring Bling? That was always pretty pretty hype. On BET, they did it every year, Spring Bling. Which one was that? It was like their spring break, like, oh. on a beach somewhere, you know. It was like a – it was pretty hot. Yeah, my, my buddy yeah Cam, with all the concerts and everything. Yeah, my buddy Cam used to watch Spring Bling, but we used to, like, staying up for, like, the late at night on BET. They'd do, like, the, the rap videos of guys who, like, hadn't made it yet. Yeah. So, like, you know, the video was a lot of times, like, you know, home video style. And, you know, obviously, you know, you see, like, everybody's, like, sharing that one chain so they can do that pull the chain up in the video like that's the same chain he had on and yeah, that uh, thing came from the vending machine yeah. walmart bulldog on yeah it. yeah but you never knew when somebody was going to be hyped there is did you ever get into wu-tang uh yeah i mean they're all right See, i just i didn't really i missed, get into it, i missed though. out uh in the in the 90s whenever like wu-tang and outcast and like you know a lot of these bands were coming up they ended up being no, big i got an outcast yeah see i didn't i didn't get into them um I just that's not where I was in my life at that time. I uh I think I was probably listening to a lot of old country. Travis Tritt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron Tippin. Not so much Travis Tritt and Aaron Tippin, but a whole lot of like Nitty Gritty Dirt Band and Willie Nelson. That was that was Jeff Tucker's cruising around <laughs> <laughs> music. <laughs> uh, but uh, and, and I got well and I got you know big into like Beastie Boys and stuff like that in high school. Beastie like, Boys were good. I, so but anyways uh but they're I got into like Tribe Called Quest and a couple of those guys like way after they were popular. Like I got into all of them like yeah like ten years ago. And uh, anyways, there's a Wu Tang um, documentary out, and it shows them like making their own videos in the beginning and how they like kind of came up in Staten Island and all that. Dude, I want to I want to watch it, but Brittany every time like you know like I'm watching it, she comes in, she's like, "All right, like enough of this." Yeah, I don't want to watch. She says it's inappropriate for the baby to hear the things the Wu Tang Clan says. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I Dude, really I just, can't argue I with her. I keep getting confused. How many? I mean, how many are there? Well, that was the thing. I, like you know, I think Method Man was the first one to break, so he was always just Method Man. You probably didn't think of him, but I, I think he came up with those guys in Staten Island. Yeah, no, he didn't. He got Rizal and yeah, yeah, and all of them. But that's the but thing, man. It just they seems were like, huge, man. Oh, they were yeah. like that. They were like that Coachella band that everybody waited on. Well, know? you know, you know that. That dude who was charging like six hundred dollars for epipens. Yeah. You know, he went in and and paid them like ridiculous amount of money to release one 
copy of their album. They were going to come out with a new album. And he uh, he paid them like something like $6 million hmm. to not. Like he wanted to be the only person one. that had it. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it was no. it was stupid, but no, there's a lot of interesting we, which, things. To go which on. is what ha- which is what actually that news story broke, and then people looked into it and realized he was charging six hundred dollars for a, yeah. a fifteen dollar EpiPen, and uh, uh, man, it's wild to see how people like um, come up. You know, I like documentaries on musicians. You know, seeing how like they got started, how they how they kind of came up because. There's a lot of people that, you know, they've got some talent and they get kind of recognized or get kind of noticed. And there's a lot of people out there who just, like, make it from the ground up. You know, they they uh, they get started small, and the only reason they get bigger is because they're doing all this stuff themselves. You know, and then when they finally get big, like, they're the ones producing everybody all of a sudden, yeah. you know, because they've come up and they've learned it and everything. So, no, it's cool when you see guys come up like that who, like, did it grassroots in the beginning. Um so. Yeah, I catch them at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, there's dude. Uh, there's a band. I recommend them. Yeah. Called Fortunate Youth that I've been listening to. I have yet to find a song that doesn't talk about smoking weed though. Yeah. Like that's the premise of the song. I love song. Um, there. By the way, if you want like up and coming bands, there's a YouTube channel called Audio Tree. Mm-hmm. That that's that's their. The whole whole purpose is to catch these up and comers and give them an opportunity. Dude, they got five hundred thousand followers, so hmm. it's a legitimate. You come on, and then people kind of, and that's kind of how I heard about this fortunate youth band. Uh, but yeah, they're pretty good. If you like Three Eleven and Sublime and those guys, I was big into Sublime. I, I didn't get into Three Eleven as much. A bunch of my friends were into them, but I man, I yeah, I was in Sublime. Pretty they're coming big. to concert in August. Yeah, with uh, the Offspring. I'm yeah. like, dude, I can do that at the zoo. Yeah. Anyway. Man, I ain't been to concerts in a while. Last concert I went to was the Troubadours and Charlie Crockett. And that was like, I don't know, in like October. <laughs> we need to go to Go-Go Bordello next time they're around. That is legit. <laughs> Man, you know, you, you're always talking about how envious you are of how I learned of Go-Go Bordello. Yeah. It was the best experience of my life. That's man. what I'm saying, man. Like I, I was saying earlier when you brought up like R. Kelly, you know, I said, you know, anything that's kind of weird and like like these two guys talking to each other but singing it out and like right now I'm the, the guy. That's how it was with these guys, man. You're at a music festival. You're seeing a ton of stuff out there. At the time, it was a lot of uh, all of these like indie bands, you know, uh-huh. and I don't know. A lot of these indie bands, I don't have anything against them, but they sound like praise and worship music, and I'm like, just like secular praise and worship yeah. music, you know, a bunch of people holding their hands up in the air, and it's not really my thing. But then all of a sudden, I see this happening on the stage, and man, it's like just this gypsy punk band running around. This dude's just all over the place, and the music is just fantastic. Like, yeah, yeah. and then that's the thing, man. Check out Go Go Bordello. Go Go Bordello. There's a band that that we actually, my wife and I actually went to go see 311 in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And we always go, I prefer to go to concerts early because yeah. I want to be up close. I want to actually, I don't want to sit in the back and listen to music because I can do that in, in my house. Like I want to get up there and see the dudes perform. I want to see the looks on their face. I want to see them talk to each other. I, I, I want to see that part as they perform. So I usually endure, 90% of the time I'll endure the opening act yeah. just so I have a good seat for the the main attraction for yeah. 311. Well, opening for them is this indie band from Austin called Full Service. And they came out, did their whole spiel, we're full service, we're from Austin, blah blah blah, we're playing this, you know, kind of did their plug for the next, you know, few shows. And they started playing. I'm like, dude, it's a pretty good song. And I went through the entire concert and it and it got to the point at the concert I'm like, dude, I kind of want them to stay on. Yeah. Not that I want them to stay on and 311 not come on, but I like But you want to hear more. Yeah, yeah, hear more of them. And that's very rare for a rare band to be able to mm-hmm. put that that kind of music. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then like I said, went home and and uh you know, listened to them and would just kind of look them up on YouTube and in my free time, well what they did the way they got to open for 311, because anytime 311 comes through the Dallas area, Dallas, mm-hmm. Austin, Houston area, this band opens for them. They go on the 311 cruises with them and all that. The way they did it was is 
they were starting their band. They had a couple albums. And they were like, you know what? We're just going to, they, they all like sold stuff and cashed out, saved up a ton of money. Their parents were very affluent. Two brothers gave them money. And they went when 311 was touring with Snoop Dogg up the East Coast. And they followed 311 and Snoop Dogg. Yeah. And as people were coming in to the venues, they would set up and jam oh. and hand out CDs and all that. And that's how they kind of got their name. 311. Okay. There was one time where they couldn't play the venue because the way it's set up, so they <clears throat> set everything up in the van and just kept driving up and down the street rocking. <laughs> <laughs> but they happened to run in 311's management in Austin uh, at the Apple store, and the guy goes, yeah, I heard about y'all three concerts into the tour. Yeah. I heard about you guys. He goes, and I was about to run out there. I was about to send someone out and say, you can't do this. We're going to send a cease and desist to you. Hmm. He goes, but then I thought to myself, like, yeah, they won't last. Yeah. He goes, and then someone came and, like, however many shows in, and, like, yeah, they're still out there doing it. And he's <laughs> like, yeah, I can't go tell them to stop. Yeah. Well, so that's he, cool. Yeah, it's a good story. Yeah. Good story. Well, is that a good quitting spot? Or? Yeah, it's good, man. All that's right. What are we at, about an hour? Uh, yeah, a little over. All, All right. right. Well, that's hopefully it, next week we're commenting on how the uh, Jazz blew a 3-1 lead. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see it happening. Yeah. You'll see it happening. That's it. Top of the Dude Chain, episode 27 is in the books. Right. Hit us up, social media. Top of the Dude Chain.com. I'm out. Peace.